0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Rocky Mountain Racing Review Podcast. I'm your host and I'm going to take you down a road you may or may not have thought could improve your racing skills. Mental toughness. It's something that some of us lack, some of us aren't being honest with ourselves and aren't tapping into our full potentials, and then there's those who believe they got it and want to continue to improve upon it. We're also going to have a phone interview with our mental coach and apparel sponsor, Dave Goodwin, with Original Privateer. Dave's uh, kind of been my mental coach kind of since I, I first started uh, racing motocross. I met him out in, uh, headed out to bar-to-bar, uh, met him through Devin Brassfield, and we met him in Goodwin, Kansas. We blew out two tires uh, when we had a trip out there, and Dave just does a lot of good videos and a lot of good mental coaching and relates life issues with um with motocross basically and uh very relatable um basically kind of thoughts and topics and everything that correlate with motocross and with your life dave's all about uh keeping in touch with your soul and uh whatever drives you in life First things first are thank yous, and the largest one goes out to you, the listeners. Without an audience, none of this would go anywhere. Please continue to share the episodes so that you, when you do interviews, your sponsors, your friends, your family all get to hear you as well. So make sure to follow, subscribe, strap up, and get ready to throw down because you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Racing Review Podcast. Go X Services, your go-to choice for grading and excavation needs. Serving Larimer and Weld County, we specialize in renovating and installing driveways, site preparation, rough grades, final grades, drainage, and erosion control. Fulfilling your dirt work needs, call us today at 970-481-6225. That's GoX Services at 970 481 Six two two five. So why are we talking about mental toughness? Uh, Whether you're racing or whether you're in business or your career path, whatever it may be in life, mental toughness deals with it, right? Uh, How you're going to deal with situations, how you're going to deal with adversity in your life, it all comes down to... How mentally strong you are with that situation. And being mentally strong is gonna be able to get you to obtain your goals in life. And there's five key factors for attaining belief in yourself. Uh, the first is to accept the truth. You're gonna hear this a lot. Uh, you're gonna to have to realize and identify with the person who you are today to become the person who you want to be. Uh, this is kind of huge for a lot of us, right? You have to, what, what we have to be honest with ourselves. What is the truth? We have to accept that truth. Is it you're the bottom pro guy and you aren't as fast as you think you are or you portray yourself to be? Um, if that is the case, okay, you have to accept that and get past the ego side. And then what are you going to do to get to your actual goals what, what what is your goal at the end of the day right Find, finding that passion or that drive at the end of the day we never actually fail in life we just don't always get the results that we want you can't live a lie you have to acknowledge and identify with what is most important in your life to ultimately obtain belief in yourself where do you really stack up right uh, you got to be honest with yourself am I really not as fast as I say um, or do I really struggle at this point or what are my key strengths and I'm really good at cornering maybe I need to work on my body positioning or uh, you know you got to identify those right after we uh, we have identified the truth and accepted it, we need to speak the truth for some of us, for some of us, this may be difficult, right? Uh, you may be reluctant or even scared to talk about or acknowledge past behaviors or those bad habit habits that you regret. Maybe it's something in your life that you really messed up and it's really hard to accept. Uh, maybe it's some, some regrets or struggles that you faced in your life and it's really hard accepting that. However, avoiding these fears and only serves to ampli- amplify our pain and makes us feel like victims right we can't you're gonna f- automatically fall back to oh I don't have enough money to do this or like this is the reason why I, I couldn't become this or we just were gonna be playing that v- victim card right or oh I, I got hurt and I-, I couldn't come back from an injury or whatever it may be right you need to find that passion and find some goals. If that's the case, uh, you're not going to use any excuses to to come back from what you want. Um, so we need to speak this truth and accept this truth, and to get to the truth out into uh, the the open and into the light by talking about our experiences with a like a trusted friend or a professional. Right? This isn't. You have to go scream at the top of a – at the whopper or something or um, you have to put, make a big huge Facebook post about all the stuff that you've been through or, or anything. It's just talking about your struggles and, and your fears and your doubts with either a trusted friend or a professional. That's all it's kind of saying and, and you ac- accepted these shortcomings and you're going to work – like find your path to – we're going to be talking about it in the future of how to, to, to solve it, right? So the next step is getting the truth out and taking, like, it can take a t- heavy toll on you, right? Um, this can be a really big struggle in those fears. So the next step is to breathe through the truth. And in one of our phone call in- interviews, uh, we talk about this uh, a little bit further along and relate it into m- motocross. Even though your internal thoughts tell us that your actions up to this point have all been correct, know that you can change and avoid acting on places of pain and anger. You don't want to go straight to those things. We talk about that in another interview as well. All this feeds into it. This was a great snowball episode. Uh, The best way to reclaim our dignity is to behave rationally and treat ourselves lovingly, which will keep us from self-destructing. Now, so we want to like, we talk about it in in some of the interviews, but let's say you went down into a corner, um, you're trying to come back. You will self-destruct or let's say you can't get your bike started or then you're not into neutral or uh, your electric starts just kind of gear in a way instead of just relaxing and and not letting that battery fire up or anything just press it relax let off on it and then start it up again let the fuel kind of clear out um you'll be able to start that bike a lot faster than just cranking on it the whole time letting that battery heat up and And causing the the system to not want to fire up and kind of come down into lockdown mode. Or let's say you're coming back from a bad start and you're pushing way too hard over your head and then you fall in a corner. And then now you're even further behind so you push even harder and then you go down again because you're creating a self-destructing attitude. Or let's say someone came over and cut you off, hit your front tire, you didn't go down, but you react like on anger and you come in and you try to take the guy out and both of you go down. Well, now both of you are in the back of the pack and have to come back. So there's all these situations, just breathe through it and don't go to these quick uh, emotions. So, the next steps to process the truth give yourself time and space to find your equilibrium and believe in confidently and wholeheartedly that making these changes will prompt you to develop a stronger foundation. Um, we need to recognize that this will take time. You can't just automatically flip a switch and give yourself uh, uh, or expect results, right? You have to give yourself that time. Um, understand that, like all these behaviors and these habits that you've created over time are not just going to change at a flip of a switch Uh, you need to finally the last step is to create a plan based off of the truth based off your strengths your weaknesses everything that you um, have identified in the past steps you don't want to expect these things to be perfect right away right this is that that creating the foundation you can simply can't that can't flip that switch and have new life, uh, old behaviors or mindsets change and and come into that realm, right? Um, stay strong and acknowledge that you must continue to believe and actively engage in this process in order to experience concrete change for your future. You have to constantly, constantly focus on the like the next steps, right? Um, We're going to keep on going further into how to implement all this, right? It's kind of all big one step, but uh, kind of a a, a pyramid, right? It's all step by step. You can't skip to the other one. You can't jump a couple steps. You have to go with a step, step, and step. So next one is going to be the power to reframe. Uh, You got to know your path and where we want. Uh, there's going to be challenges that you're going to be facing that to overcome and to to meet your goals. Uh, when you face, when you get faced with adversity, reframe from from negative responses responses and choose that positive solution. Right? We can always focus on negative and negative uh, reasons or excuses and and not go anywhere. We want to focus on the positive solution uh, to keep on the path of greatness right so we went down in the corner what's the solution that uh is going to be doesn't mean okay we got to drop a second a lap um with the 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 remaining laps that we have what is the positive solution and focus on that solution to get your goals we have to remember that you're going to see adversity are you going to just waste time on why you got a bad start or why you went down in a corner or something? Or are you going to get back up, find that solution, focus on what you need to do to find that path of greatness? When racing, uh, when racing gets easier to act on anger and aggression, um, it's super easy to act on those two things. Uh, the results are usually the two guys go down in the corner. It's easier to complain that you got that bad start or a guy taking you out. Or when things happen, this is a uh, time that we need to focus on the solution and push, 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 and find that flow and achieve our end results. So then we, we create I am statements, right? Um, I am statements are the answers to who we are um, questions, right? Or who are you questions. Uh, I am this, right? It's easy to make out uh it's easy these are easy to make uh i I am the greatest right uh so this is like where muhammad ali this is the the great example of it muhammad ali said he was the the heavyweight champion he was the greatest in the world before he even achieved it that's an i am statement right he had this vision and he went for it that's what he had in his mind and he, he surrounded himself with everybody who who thought this, um, although he had everybody pushing against him, right? No one said that he was going to do that. You were going to get your butt whooped. All this stuff, blah 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 blah. No one, no one supported him. He surrounded himself with people that he wanted to be around that had the same vision that he had, and he had this "I am" statement. So you need to create that "I I am" statement. Uh. You need to be honest with yourself when you make these, and then stay motivated towards your goals. Uh, the best, uh, the, these I am statements get you to believe in what you are capable of achieve, achieving. Everybody's going to put doubt in your head. There's negative forces in the world. I don't care what you believe in in spiritually, whether you're religious or not. But there's a good and evil. There's a good and evil in in inside your soul um as well and it's always who we feed the the biggest one the two wolves battling and it's always which one you feed the most um there's going to be internal doubt um it's just kind of a human thought or nature you're going to kind of doubt yourself this is when you need to create those i am statements and create a a plan on what you're going to do to uh get to your end results and to, to say no I am the top five writer in the state I am this or I am the number one dude no I am gonna be make lure at us I am the best amateur in the nation like start creating your goals and then we're gonna get on to the next segment of how to get to achieve those goals right uh, there's another one but we're gonna take a word from our sponsors a nice little transition break here and then uh, we'll get into the next next segment which is passion for the process Applied Technology brings Racetech suspension products, service, and enterprise to the Rocky Mountain region. With extensive experience in Racetech products and applications, we provide the same level of suspension service and support that you come to expect from the Racetech headquarters in Corona, California. Be sure to mention code RMRR2020 for a discount on your suspension service. All right, so we tend to feel stressed and anxious when we, we usually have an accum- uh, like accumulation of intense focus on just the results of the task at hand, right? Uh, we're really focused on this. Uh, and we should be focusing on being passionate of the process instead, right? That's what we should be mainly focused on uh there's a a guy called ben newman he's a a mental toughness coach i really really recommend kind of looking at his mental toughness playbook and everything uh he calls it like a pride prize fighter day i'm gonna call it like your your race day right we're gonna relate it to motocross so the most successful ind- individuals find great success when they focus on having passion for the process. Uh, when I say this, the we we lost him just recently, him and his daughter. But the the best and personal uh, or the best person in the world in the world who has really like proven this fact is Kobe Bryant. Uh, whether, I don't care how you feel about him, whatever it is, Kobe, if you ever studied Kobe or his process or like his, his coaching or anything or his way of life, he spent 40 minutes every single day he worked out. So pr- five days a week. He worked out five days a week. And he would go an extra three hours more than anybody, right? He wouldn't tell anybody his process until years and years and years after that he did it. And then a couple guys would be bragging and said, well, well, I've been doing this for a year now. And then Kobe finally said, yeah, well, I've been doing this every day for 10 years straight. And... Uh, everybody kind of blew up, and they're like, why'd you give your process away? He's like, because they're so far behind me that there's no way that even if they did what I did, they'd never catch up. So that's why I released this. But Kobe would spend 40 minutes a day on the fundamentals of basketball, dribbling, passing, like the, the basic keeping your eyes up, Uh, 40 minutes on basic fundamental drills. And why he did this was because... He was a master of his craft. Uh, he had a passion for the process. He knew what it took to be great. So there's like three things that you need to choose uh, that are activity-driven that you decide that, you, that that's a win in your book, right? Come up with three things that you make uh, that makes just today victorious in your everyday life regardless of what any obstacles that, that come your way. What are three things that, if you accomplish, would make that day victorious? Uh, a personal activity example would be waking up every morning and getting in your morning workout because it makes you feel good, the endorphins are running, uh, it makes you feel confident about your ability to go out and do great things. Uh, that could be a personal one, right? So, business example. Uh, I know probably... Uh, some salesmen, uh, hint, hint, Corey, um, are probably listening. So in your sales career, setting a specific goal of number of phone calls or that uh, that you may have every day knowing regardless of the results, you're going to further your business and your success, right? So it's those little goals that you're making for yourself each day that's going to be a success. Um, if it means going to the gym every day or um whether it be writing every day um whatever it may be to get to your end results of your goals you got to have your 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 process so once you have these three focal points that are activity driven uh you give that sense of accomplishment and then you feeling balanced life and whether it be personally or professionally uh you got to know that you're going to have to keep to it and and push yourself for each one of these these daily wins you're going to have to kind of push the process and then you're going to identify what it is that's going to get you to be successful and then you're going to keep on trusting the process and you're going to focus on that process every single day just like kobe did stay connected to the daily motivation to drive your consistency in your your race day Uh, continue to attack the process every little thing are you giving a hundred percent be honest with yourself we said that before are you actually putting in everything that you can give you can't just bs your way through it you got to trust the process and and keep going through it so make those three activities that you're going to do every day for your your race day that you're going to go out there and and send it in that whole shot moto So research shows that the most highly successful people wake up very early in the morning, oftentimes well before 8 a.m. I know I definitely do. I'm up by probably like 4. And now if I'm trying to do my 30-day gym challenge, I'm going to have to get up at 3 to make it on work on time. But uh, there's uh, preparing themselves to be victorious for the day. Uh, Think about what time you wake up. One of the things that many of the authors and the speakers all think about today is giving the individual a time that you should wake up. Uh, You shouldn't shouldn't have a time. Um, You kind of think about what would your morning be like. Identify those behaviors that you would put in a position that will be mentally prepared to take on your day. The most important aspect of this is choosing a new time to wake up. The choice is yours. Whatever you were currently getting up, ask yourself. If I got up like 15 minutes early, earlier, 30 minutes earlier, and start building your habits to wake up more intentionally, that's the key thing. Wake up with with a purpose. Wake up with a passion. Wake up with... Something ready to go for the day. Get some fire in your belly and wake up with a goal in sight. How it's going to impact your performance. That's the key. doesn't matter about what exact time you wake up. Just wake up with a purpose. Hey. Are you looking for that factory look and treatment for your bike? How about that name and number on the back of your jersey so the ladies and the potential sponsors know who's riding that bike? yeah is that you then you need to go check out faf graphics because they give you the factory treatment located here in pueblo colorado faf graphics will get you your bike looking just right for your next race you need that moto seat to match the graphics they do that too so go email jeff today at sales at fafgraphics.com. Yeah, so we'll transition right into our first interview and then uh, we'll kind of continue there. All right. Well, today's episode, we're talking about mental toughness. So if you could introduce yourself, uh, tell us what class you race and then what you do for the industry, and then give us some advice on mental toughness.
1: Yeah, um, my name is Christian Kovach. I uh, race 450 Pro um, locally here in Colorado. Um, And. uh, Man, mental toughness, uh, even at a local level is a whole nother deal. Um, you know, over the years, just growing up, um, you know, definitely takes some time to kind of get used to and figure out. And even when you move up classes, that's a whole nother, whole nother step. Um, definitely can, uh, can throw you off. Um, sometimes it's, uh, um, you know, gets, gets India, you know, but once you get onto that gate, pretty much all goes away once that gate drops. So.
0: Absolutely. And you can totally use kind of your everyday life experiences and into motocross as well too, using, uh, your upbringing and everything and using that into your racing as well.
1: Yeah, most definitely. I, uh, you know, one of those things that you know, helped me over the years, you know, confidence is definitely uh, part of mental, uh, mental strength. And, um, you know, once you get, uh, once you get to a certain point, and confidence comes. I mean, I've been in the industry for um, you know about 10 years now, and um, you know, knowing about motorcycles and about the people and about the racing definitely helps. Outside of uh, outside of that, you know, just being confident and talking to people and and having some mental mental strengths, but it doesn't all come easy. You know, I'm not uh, not a fast local pro by any means um definitely took a lot of hard work you know it's uh there's good weekends and bad weekends like everyone else has and um you know when you have those bad weekends and you're getting lapped by some of the fastest guys in the state you know it it makes you think again um about what you're doing but you know strength is uh mental strength is one of those things about not giving up and and always coming back with a smile on your face and knowing that you can make it. make it happen the next weekend or next year, or, um, you know, we're, we're able to, to do it. Um, even in these age group classes, you know, I moved up to the 25 plus pro class uh, a couple years ago as well. Um, and, uh, that's a whole nother challenge that comes with it. Um, but it's been good.
0: Yeah, I totally understand that. I thought the 30 B would be like a walk in the park and I think it's actually harder than the 25 plus B, but, uh, so, being a pro and everything and being having a lot of experience you've probably had some struggles and everything in in races over the past uh let's say you've gone down in a in a corner and what do you do to not self-destruct or not focus on that and to come back and to charge hard and focus on what you need to do to get the job done You
1: know, one of those things has definitely, again, over the years, uh, has, I've definitely been down a couple times in corners before over the past year, a few years in racing. And, uh, you know, it's, you kind of just have to take a second, know, you know, who is behind you or remember who's behind you. Um, and, uh, be able to pull in that clutch, um, you know, so your bike doesn't die and just kind of focus, even when you're, even when your bike dies, you know, don't get in too much of a panic and, and, uh, be able to, you know, get your bike started, um, and just kind of focus, uh, forward, you know, not try to think about what just happens. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you come back to that next corner or to that next jump. And, you know, it can be nerve wracking. It's like, man, I don't want to go down again. Um, but you know, if you kind of push past that, um, and maybe just take a different line, or even if you take the same line, just understanding what you may have done, um, previously. And, you know, it's, it, there's been races where you, you know, you, I've definitely given up and, um, you know, thrown in the t- towel, but having that mental strength to keep going forward, even in off-road racing, it definitely, uh, definitely is huge for sure.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll talk kind of a little bit more in the episode two about what you just said, and we call it breathing through the truth uh once you accepted it and you're in that situation you just kind of have to take a a nice good breath and then know where you're at like you said relax when you're trying to get that bike started again breathe through it and uh focus on what you need to do to to get back to the results of your your end goals right
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, breathing is a huge part of it, you know, and, and, uh, even being on the line, you know, the, before when your butterflies are in your stomach is just churning and, and, uh, you know, the more that you can just breathe and calm down before all that happens. I mean, you, the mental, the mental strengths that I've gained is knowing that you belong where you're at, you know, if you, you know, when I moved up to the A class, you know, AMA ended up moving me up. And to be honest, I didn't even know if I was ready yet. I, uh, and that was a mental struggle that I focused on myself. And it was like, I, it came to a point where I have to know that I am, I belong in that situation. I belong on that gate with all those fast guys. I belong to be there. And this year, you know, this past year, um, was a good year for me. I ended up fifth and fifth in the uh, four fifty pro class in motocross and uh um again locally and and it uh it definitely helps your confidence going forward for sure. But um there have been times where it's just like do I even belong here? Um and it took some time to to get myself focused back into that for sure.
0: Man, you are I couldn't have stayed like I didn't stage this, but it couldn't have gone any better because you just hit on the first two topics about like accepting that truth and uh, uh, and then speaking it and realizing it. And then once you accept it, you can go on to, to making the plan of, of how to, to get to the goals, your end goals. But man, I couldn't have uh, planned this any better in this episode or this interview is just perfect for this episode. Um, Christian, do you have anything more you'd like to say or uh, kind of uh, anybody you'd like to thank out there?
1: Um, I I want to thank the community in general. I want to thank uh, you uh, um, Charlie for allowing me to have an opportunity to kind of talk on your, on your episodes and I'm excited to, to help you out in the future. Um, potentially have some more interviews and uh, but uh, I want to, um, you know, I want to thank performance cycle and fly racing. Um, they have definitely helped me out a lot in the last couple of years and I really, really appreciate it. Um, but uh, I want to let all the local racers know that don't, don't give up. You know, there's always going to be struggles um, financially, um, uh, mentally, physically, but you always have a chance to come back. And the older I get and the older some of us uh, racers get, you know, it's it's not as uh, demanding as um, it used to be um, as far as a mental strength. But the physical comes into it. But as a younger uh, younger racer, the mental side was definitely a huge part of it for sure. So just just keep it up and and uh, you know um, it, it's gonna gonna get better. Um, uh, there's always ups and downs, but um, just keeping on that that straightforward mental strength. Shri- uh,
0: Dude, great advice, uh, and I can't wait to have you more on uh, this. I needed to do this earlier, but uh, you've been great, and thank you for coming on to the Rocky Mountain Review Racing Review podcast, and uh, we'll be in touch a lot more, man.
1: Yeah, my pleasure, most definitely. Thank you uh, so much, and uh, uh, you guys
0: have um, have a good night. You too, buddy. Donnie, the whole shot Hanson will be back in Colorado next month to host a couple three-day camps. March 21st through the 23rd, and March 27th through the 29th for all URMR racers. Each camp will be limited to the first 10 riders that sign up. Take advantage of some great coaching from a world, national, and supercross champion. Donnie has trained some of the top riders in the sport, including Colorado riders Andrew Short, Josh Hansen, Mitchell Gifford, and Todd Bannister. For more information on the Donnie Hanson Motocross Academy, you're going to contact him by email at donnie at dhma.com or give him a call at 877-883-7260. Our next guest is Dave Goodwin. He's always given some good advice and trying to get you to take the other lines in life, uh, trying to make sure that you're seeing it from a different angle. And uh, we'll see what he has to say on mental toughness. Original Privateer represents the Privateer racer and the motocross action sport lifestyle. Dirt bikes, motocross, supercross, and free riding is our culture. We stand for a lifestyle that refuses to dwell in the common. There's more to these sports than the thrill. There's freedom, endurance, and the faith. Freedom in the risk, endurance in the pain, and the faith in accepting the challenge. There is wisdom to be gained. Embrace it. Have faith over fear. In life, you cannot win the race by falling. This is what we're made of. These are the codes that guide us and the passion that propels us. Thrill brings us together. Over the screaming of our engines, we can leave the noises of life behind. We ride. We are Original Privateer. T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and motocross and supercross apparel. Honoring the free souls, the risk-takers, and the adventurers.
2: This is Dave.
0: Dave, how's it going? Good, Charlie. How you doing,
2: buddy? I'm
0: doing good. It's been too long.
2: It has been way too long, hasn't
0: it? It's been, yeah. So, how you been?
2: I've been doing really good. Um, you know, just been uh, real busy, you know, uh, busy with family, you know, I got, you know, with kids and wife and just a lot of different activities and just, you know, the daily grind, you know.
0: Totally understand. Well, well, thanks for taking some time with us and being on the Rocky Mountain Racing Reviewed podcast. Uh, I sure appreciate it. Uh, you've been kind of, I consider my mental coach throughout my whole racing career. And uh I wanted to get kind of some of your opinions on on mental toughness. That's what the episode today is about.
2: Right on. No, I it's been fun working with you, Charlie. Uh you know, it's uh I I that's probably the that's probably the thing I love to do the most is, you know, work with people like yourself that uh that you can just kind of really see kind of transform in different areas of their life, whether it be their thinking or whatever. It's definitely what I love the most about anything. I mean, I got, you know, original privateers, our website where we, where we sell t-shirts and, and clothing that represents the privateer, or anybody taking a risk in life um, or anybody seeking adventure. But at the end of the day, you know, that's not what turns my crank and fulfills me and gives me passion. It's, it's, uh, it's more of the mental side of, Of things you know and knowing that maybe something that you said inspired somebody to to think differently or to to do differently that that causes kind of a paradigm shift in their life or their racing or their relationships whatever it is and they start they start finding some of that happiness and start achieving some of those goals and getting through some of those obstacles that have really you know stifled them over the years or whatever they're dealing with you know
0: yeah we always use like there's so many stories out there that motocross has impacted them in a very positive way when they were in a very negative stage in their life and you know I was one of them for there and you've helped me throughout the years just to check in and and talk and and do exactly what you just said there. Just get us a, a an alternative way of thinking and a, a different angle at the situation.
2: Yeah. You know, Charlie, it's a lot like what you just said. I, I got to kind of, kind of repeat what you just said. Um, you know, motocross um, really there is a lot of parallel there. You know, motocross is, is full of, it's challenging, you know, life is challenging and, you know, motocross has a lot of different obstacles, um, in it and life has a lot of obstacles. And so there's a lot of parallels with that. And, you know, a lot of times it's, it's just about, you know, changing our perspectives in life. And sometimes we, whether it's on the track or, or what we're thinking about when we roll up to the track or, how quickly we recover when we have a bobble out there or whatever the case is, you know, something could have happened to you the night before or, you know, with your relationship or in your job or whatever. And, you know, you roll up to the track and sometimes if you're, if you're, if your perspective isn't right and you haven't cleared your thoughts, um, sometimes those things will show up on the track, but also sometimes getting out there and, and and racing and riding will also kind of free that soul, too, and, and kind of put things back into perspective. But, you know, a lot of, you know, to me, life just really comes down to, you know, we really get stuck in perspectives, right? Like, I do it, you do it, we all do it. You know, we're all guilty of getting caught in that loop, getting getting caught in thinking a certain way and and really – replaying that video over and over in your mind, whether um, it was a failure or whether whatever you're dealing with in life. And we really get asphyxiated on it and we really begin to focus on it. And I think if we can learn to use our psychology a little differently and and just try to keep it simple and and kind of change what we're focusing on and change the stories we're telling ourselves whether it's on or off the track, I I think that's when you really reap the rewards. You know, it's kind of goes back to, you can't keep doing the same things and expect change. You know, that's what insanity is, is, is doing the same things, but expecting change. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to go along with that too, I think we have to know and accept that other people can change as well too. Uh, I got kind of a, one of the topics too that I wanted, well, not topics, just kind of snowball on it was um, just when you, when someone said something in the past, but now they said something differently than what they've said in the past and kind of not being it like, not really judging or anything, but understanding that people can still change their opinions and change their thoughts too and grow as people and you can't just judge them for that situation uh, or call them a hypocrite, right? Um, I, that's one thing I kind of was struggling a little bit too. Instead of getting mad or upset with someone, I had to uh, like kind of understand that, yes, they can, maybe they saw something different or something in their life changed that they're seeing it from a different perspective and they've changed their, their opinion on it. So,
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, and that was, that was really well said. I mean, I think we're constantly evolving, whether it's you, me, you know, we have different things happen in our lives at different times. You know, we may run in a different, uh, you know, we may have a different tribe we're hanging out with. We may be hanging around different people. We may be getting inspired or influenced by different people or different things. So going back to what you're saying, you know, if you take um, an individual you may have met three years ago, he may have had a certain opinion or a certain ideology or responded a certain way or reacted a certain way to things. But that same individual can be completely different and, and almost like he had some sort of a transformation now. And a lot of it could have been, you know, what he was going through at the time, that, that, that season in his life. You know, and perhaps he started hanging around different people. He started, you know, he started putting good people around him or, or, or talking to, to people that were giving him positive influence. And, and so, it, you know, it's if we really get caught in judging and I think we're all guilty of that. I know I am. If we really get caught in judging, um, you know, then we should kind of be judging ourselves too, at, at the same time, because you know, I know there's been different points in my life where, where my ideology and, and how I deal with things has changed. So what, what makes me believe something else, somebody else can't change. And I I think when we start labeling that person and, and thinking that that person's like they were five years ago or whatever was said or done, I don't think we're being, we're being real fair there, you know?
0: Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and then we do it on the track too. Um, we get, I I've been noticing it a lot in Colorado that people ride have been like riding with their egos, and then when we try like, you you think you know what the person's thinking ahead of you, so then you go to quick to anger, um, instead of looking at their perspective of maybe they're just trying to hold off a a really good rider or a rider that they respect or. But it's quick to quick to be angry at them or that they're in your way or in, in not taking a step back and understanding that it's practice as well um, and maybe they're just trying to improve their skills as well and into practice and that's that's another kind of snowball thing of thought that I've been having lately um, relating with motocross
2: oh yeah you know and, and you you hit on a key thing right there and and that's ego I mean, I mean, really, ego is really the core um, of of all of our issues. Um, a lot of times when we're struggling with stuff because we have this certain belief about ourselves that's tied into that ego. But if we can separate that ego and, and now, you know, I could get into a little more psychology on that, but to, to shorten it up and make it sweeter. If we can kind of separate ourselves from that ego and, and not get caught up in that, we won't so easily be offended, you know, because we think that we're entitled or we think that we should be responded to a certain way. And that's that whole ego, that old ego thing. But going back to the motocross track that you speak of, you're exactly right. You know, if we can kind of go back to the beginning, when we started riding, when we went out there and, you know, from the minute we fired up our bike and we enjoyed the smell of it and, and being out there, surrounded by other riders and just the camaraderie that comes with it and just identify all the good things, you know, all, all the blessings and all the, you know, the gratitude and and being grateful that, that we have this ability to drive to a track or drive somewhere and ride our motorcycles, ride our dirt bikes And, and just that gratitude alone and, and, and changing that perspective to, you know a a happier vibration you know creating that happier vibe vibration within you for just the ability to be able to ride when we go out there on the track um our perspective is going to be different because you know for me i mean personally i know if i'm riding i'm out of shape right so if i'm out there trying to kill it um man, I may be dying out there. Right. And, and I'm, you know, I'm doing everything I can and, and I'm just, I'm being, I'm being super sloppy out there and, and taking lines in this and that because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of shape or whatever the case is, or I'm trying to push myself harder each lap. And it's not that I'm trying to take somebody else's line or, or be a goon and ride like a goon. It just may be that, Hey, maybe I'm exhausted or, or maybe I'm pushing myself and I'm kind of riding out of my comfort zone, but you're right. If you're that rider behind and, and you're not considering these different perspectives, um, then yeah, you're just going to immediately jump to anger. And, uh, once you jump to anger, it's really kind of hard to pull yourself back, you know, cause anger is a really comfortable place to be. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's almost empowering in a certain way it's um so yeah you're right it's about kind of going out there and riding and regrouping and and really doing a lot of self-talk you know talking to yourself when you're in the helmet and reminding yourself of these different variables that could be at play and keeping yourself away from anger because once you get angry the only thing you're doing is hurting yourself because at that point you're just starting to release a lot of Uh, you know, cortisol and different things in your body, which are going to give you arm pump and, you know, make you more tired. So your anger is actually going to diminish your ability out there.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I totally see why they say like the, the fire, the anger is correlated with fire because it, it consumes you and then it builds and builds and builds and every little thing, it just keeps on getting more and more and more and, that's when something stupid happens that you go in and try to take it someone else is lying out or something, and then both of you go down and then both of you are are kind of picking up your bikes or you could get another if we were back to the practice situation, you take someone else and then you could get someone else hurt, and then you got that to kind of live with and everything so but uh yeah, yep. that's right, yep.
2: And, you know, you know, motocross, if you're talking specifically to that discipline, um, as far as dirt bike riding goes or motorcycles go, you know, motocross is a very, very tough sport. So with it being a tough sport, it takes a certain it takes a certain kind of person. Right. I mean, you know, motocross ain't for the faint at heart. It's there's a lot of emotion in it. There's a lot of passion in it. And sometimes that emotion can quickly turn into anger because we're, you know, we have that competitive, that competitive spirit, you know, but that competitive spirit can very quickly, you know, move out of that competitive spirit and move into a, you know, kind of a combative, you know, that, that dude out there on the track, you know, but, but it definitely is a sport that will bring out all those different emotions. And I think we all have dealt with that, you know, it's just. I think we need to where where we can really do good is is fall back and how do we respond to that emotion, you know, versus react to that emotion? Because if somebody cuts your line off, you're gonna if you react, that reaction could generate that anger, right? That frustration. Yep. But if we respond to it, we may respond to it in a healthier way that is also, you know, keeping the you know the chemicals in our body and balance that are giving us these these additional abilities that are unseen, you know that you don't see that are going on inside of your body,
0: yep, being able to keep that cool and then be able to come into that next corner and and make the pass and come right back and all kinds of different situations,
2: oh yeah. I mean, if you watch if you watch those top riders and you know, if you watch the 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 you know the top ten um, factory riders, or you could even bring it down to different different levels. Whether it's you know whatever level it's at, whether it's uh, you know our local pros to privateers to factory riders, or down into the B and C classes, it doesn't really matter what level it is. But but you can tell those riders that really keep their cool. And they just ride with flow because when, when you're getting angry, when you're quick to anger and your emotions are getting the best of you, and you, you, I mean, you're just releasing just crazy amounts of cortisol and these different things that are actually hindering you. It's really hard to stay in the flow and it's really hard to get back into the flow after you've had that moment of anger on the track because, um, you know, the flow is made up of that is made up of those different components where you're it's almost euphoric you know what i mean like you're, you're just things are just clicking and, and and you're feeling it right well it's hard to find the flow when when you're when you're pissed off inside your helmet you know what i mean
0: oh yeah and then it just keeps on getting worse and worse and you get more pissed off absolutely. and you can't find it
2: absolutely absolutely it's a, it's a domino effect after that
0: yep well Dave uh, tell us uh, what you got going with the, the apparel like uh, any good hoodies or uh, what you got going on uh, this year for for the making us look good out in the track
2: Yeah well um, I'm OriginalPrivateer.com. We we have a website and we're on Instagram although I have been a little bit social media absent you know I just need to take a break from it kind of detox from it um, but as far as original privateer goes, uh, we, we try to create all of our designs, um, you know, a lot of them are created on napkins, you know, whether it be sitting in the pits or or just trying to capture those feelings. So a lot our designs, um, we really try to have meaning behind the design that represents the privateer racer out there. Um, so we got different t-shirts, you know, I've kind of changed up to some t-shirts. I went to... Instead of the heavyweight T-shirts, I'm using more of the 4.2, 4.3-ounce T-shirts. You know, we have hoodies, beanies, and and those kind of things out there. And, and I really try to keep my, my price as low as I can. Really, there's not a lot of profit margin, especially if you're using, you know, somebody else to do your printing and things like that, where before I was doing it all myself, but it really was kind of cutting into family time and, and really the things that matter in life, you know. Yes, sir. Um, so I try to really keep, you know, keep my prices as low as I can. That that makes things affordable for guys like you and me, because I know what I want to pay for a t-shirt, and I also want you to feel comfortable paying that for a t-shirt. But um, so we have some new designs out there, and, and uh, I'm trying to come up with some different designs. I've recently um, started selling uh, some of my product just to get some more exposure out there, because uh, it's hard. You know, it's hard having a, uh, you know, a small business. Um, it's hard to make money, and for me, it's more about the the mental side of it, helping somebody mentally. Um, but you know, if I can sell a T-shirt here or there, I'm happy. But um, I just moved some of my T-shirts over to a company. It's a buddy of mine. It's called the Hoodwink. Dot com And basically he created his own website and it's for guys like me or anybody out there. And, and basically he allows you to bring your product on for a one-time fee uh, to, and he's going to market too. So I'm trying to get um, my t-shirts out there on some different markets for more exposure. And then the idea there, just like you, you know, you don't like your dream, my dream's the same way, right? You would love to help people you you would really love to do more for people. Yes sir. You know, then then you know right now I kick stickers and some freebies, but it's even hard to do that. Oh yeah, when I totally you're, understand. When you're when you're not really selling anything and anybody that has a little business out there will totally get that. It's really even hard to just kick free product that way because until you're you're kind of ma- you know making some money, it's just hard to do a lot and ultimately as your goal probably is, my goal is to kick more merch towards people or even potentially help in other ways. But, um, but reality is reality and, you know, you're only capable of doing what you're capable of doing and, but my heart's there it just, you know, it, it's a process, you know?
0: Yep. I'm just trying to break even and like be able to pay for the trophies and, and even like having, like you said, reasonably price, like uh, when you go out to the track and even asking for a, just a dollar for a sticker uh, is asking a lot from a lot of people and you end up just starting handing out stickers and then yeah it, it just starts snowballing and then boom 200 bucks worth of, of stickers are just handed out you know um, it
2: really it, you're exactly right charlie and you nailed it right there you know really in in to the writer's you know, in the rider's defense, whether and that includes you and all the other riders out there uh, on the tracks, you know, or even me personal, in, in my personal life. You know, when I go to when I go to tracks or I go different places with my kids, I, I would love a lot of times to buy a T-shirt or a hat for my kids or buy a really cool hoodie for my wife. But a lot of times I walk away from the track. Uh, with no merchandise not having bought anything because you know I have personal limited funding myself when you're taking a whole family somewhere so you know throwing in those extra things is difficult when you're figuring in hotels and the expense and and for the rider entry fees and maintaining a bike and, and none of that stuff's cheap so I totally get it but you're exactly right you know you end up you end up giving more stuff away and handing out stickers and you love it. You really truly do. Um, but at the end of the day, when you're adding up those costs, whether it's a sticker or a hat or whatever, the costs are pretty staggering, you know?
0: Oh yeah. I didn't think it was going to be, uh, this crazy, but it, but it's rewarding, you know, it has, it it, it, it is,
2: but very, and and you're exactly right. That's what kind of keeps you doing it. It's kind of, you kind of get back and and, you know, add up, Add up your expenses and it's like oh my god, but but the reward that you get from handing good people, you know, Colorado motocross is awesome and amazing. I grew up racing in the SRIC back in the 80s, and you know that whole Colorado motocross scene is just awesome. But so if you if you can see one of your stickers on the back of somebody's vehicle or trailer or back window, it, it's just it's just a rewarding feeling and also worth it. You know what I mean? Even if you have to eat ramen noodles for the next month.
0: He <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But uh yeah, and I can't wait to to hand out trophies and everything too. That's going to be um pretty pretty exciting and what we're giving out the the dapper awards, so it's going to be a combination of people's gear sets and then their bikes. Um and then uh whoever will pick like two or three people and depending on the responses of on Instagram um, if we get a lot of votes for the winners or whatever I'll let that decide the winner but if not like sometimes it's only two or three people and it's the same people voting so uh, I kind of want to make it a little bit more unique and make sure the the it's the love is getting spread around um, so we're gonna be giving out that dapper awards with their bikes and then we're gonna take a photo with the podcast bike and their bike and their gear set and give them the award and then we're going to give a an adversity award um we still gotta i gotta come up with a better creative name um the other one was like we're kind of mimicking the the hard charger award but i want to kind of someone who maybe got a really bad start and came back or someone that fell and came back and then fell again and then came back or someone that didn't necessarily get the top Five or whatever that sh- that really stood out, or somebody that just kind of stood out and deserved something, you know.
2: I think that's all, bitching, man. Um, I think that's really cool. Uh, I think what you're doing's cool. I mean, you you've had some great uh, talks, and uh, you, you know, I, I I see the different people following you. You know, Donnie Hanson. You know, you've had Todd um, Todd on there. Uh, you know, I, I know you got a lot of people lined up and, and I think you got some really, some really good content on there. And, and, and to your credit, I mean, it takes courage to do what you're doing. Right. I mean, it's like, nobody's handing you this stuff. You're, you're, you're probably like me. You're probably self-taught. You're having to learn how to do it. and, And it's your own funding, putting this together. And, you know, and there's every reason in the world not to do it. Right. I mean, you know, whether it's your own doubt, whether it's your own fear, whether it's, you know, what, you know, the idea of other people are watching you to fail. You know what I mean? There's, there's all kinds of different reasons not to do it. And, and really your, your level of, um, you know, your courage is awesome and and, and you're trying to keep it authentic and try to do different things. I, I just think it's really cool. And, you know, when you, when you bring out your vulnerability like that in life and go for it, it, that, that, that takes you um, going against that fear and and really the level of one's vulnerability in life is in direct relation to their level of courage you know what I mean the more you open yourself up the more the more vulnerable you are is in direct proportion to the level of courage you have you know and and really life is is about, you know, is going for it and taking that calculated risk. I'm not saying be foolish, but take that calculated risk. And the only thing that's in the way of that is fear, you know, and on the, on the other side of that, you know, it's really a contrast. Life is about contrast. I'm always telling my kids and talking to my wife about this is life is about contrast. It's either, it's either about darkness or light. It's either about good or bad. It's either about, you know, what, what is the contrast? It's about fear or faith. It's about fear or love. You know what I mean? Yep. And that contrast, when we have, when we have those moments of fear, when we have those moments of hate, we have to identify the contrast to that. You know, what's the opposite of hate love, you know, what's the opposite of fear faith. And so we have to let that contrast be for us and not against us, you know?
0: Yes, sir man what a what a great finisher um well I can't thank you enough for coming on to to the show and thank you for supporting the show as one of our uh first and and biggest sponsors i uh, I appreciate you the so much man and then uh I look forward to having you more on and uh getting some more coaching advice and for for all the other listeners and and spreading the love and uh trying to get everybody more and more uh representing out there.
2: Well, Charlie, I really appreciate you having me on. I really enjoyed it, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep believing, and and for all the riders and racers out there, you know, keep believing what you're doing, whether you're racing or your or your relationships in life or whatever. Um, you know, keep pushing forward. Define who you are. You're the architect of your life. You, you and and nobody can change you but you. You're you're your own architect. Don't get caught up in and worrying about what others think of you, what do you think of you? So, Charlie, I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Dave. Have a wonderful night, buddy.
2: You as well. Good night. God bless. God bless you.
0: Compact Auto Repair is your complete car and truck repair center. Don't let the name fool you. We do it all from domestic, imports, and diesels. Family owned and operated, servicing Southern Colorado since 1982 from minor and major repairs. We can't fix all your problems in life, but we can fix your ride. Give Riley a call today at 719-543-0731. That's 719-543-0731. Our next guest is one of my good friends and writing buddies and always, uh, usually in my videos back in the day, um, is James Hess. Uh, he's one of our really good friends stuck through thick and thin with all kinds of different, uh, life challenges and, and adversity and he's done everything with a smile on his face. So, uh. He's he's a good role model. He's a good person. Uh, I, I love James to death, and he, he's an absolutely great friend. So uh, I can't thank him enough, and thanks for doing an interview, buddy. And thanks for always supporting us and being the first to spread whatever we post. I appreciate it very much, and thanks for your great interview. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on?
3: Not a lot. I was just
0: about to give you a call. Oh, you're all set. Uh yeah, so for the listeners and everything going on, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and then we'll talk about mental toughness and then tell everybody uh, what class you race and then give us some advice, brother.
3: Yeah, I'm James Hess. I ride a YZ450, 450A and Open Pro or Open Outlaw, I guess, in Tri-State and this year i ride plus 25.
0: Heck yeah. yeah. Sweet. So uh can you tell us uh what you have for mental toughness and then uh how important it is for you in everyday life and then with racing as well.
3: Oh I think mental toughness is huge in everyday life and in whatever you do. I mean, there's always gonna be people trying to shut you down. Whatever your dreams or hopes are, someone's always gonna be trying to get there first or before you, so it's important to be strong in my opinion and i mean that transfers over to anything you do especially racing so you got to be you got to have a tough will and mindset on the track i think in order to be competitive up front with those top guys
0: yeah i can't agree more uh how, how do you face adversity and then uh like when you what what do you do uh to not go quick to anger or to uh to hate or to, to other emotions that's going to make you self-destructive?
3: Oh. Uh, that's just been a lot of life lessons for me, man. I've blown up a lot and it's worked out the wrong way rather than just slowing down and thinking about it and if it's really that big of a deal, I guess. So, yeah, I, would, I would just say it comes down to experience for me. It just took it took me a while to figure that out. <laughs> I used to be a hothead. You pissed me off pretty easy.
0: Oh yeah, I'm the same way too. It's funny with age how uh some of that starts getting all buffed out and everything.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, now it's I can care less. It's, if you're cool, I'm cool and more friends than area, but yeah, I'm not I'm not about the drama or any of the negative I would say anymore
0: well awesome man uh, do you have anything else to say on the podcast and uh, kind of use this as your platform and whatever uh, whatever else, what else you want to say man
3: oh no I think what you're doing is awesome man I love listening to this podcast hopefully this contributes a little to something <laughs> but you're, what you're putting out there is awesome I love your your content and the people you interview and it's authentic and real and raw and that's what I enjoy about it I yeah. think you can get lost in trying to make it too big and too high of production, I guess you would say. I don't know. Yeah, it <laughs> just becomes I, I just like the authenticity.
0: Yeah, I agree. It just becomes bullshit after uh kind of a, a point, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. You get to the point, you ask the real questions, what people want to hear, you're not I guess like just asking like scripted questions what you would hear on every other show and the people you talk to we under, we know and, I mean or we've heard of them so it's cool that you can actually connect with them
0: absolutely be able to relate on one on one well right. james yeah. i i appreciate you um in spreading the love all the time like almost pretty much every episode you're always the first to to go out and reach out and uh to make sure you're spreading it and i can't thank you enough for you enjoying it as well and thanks for agreeing yeah, to come uh, on the show.
3: Yeah, uh, that was a short bit. Sorry, couldn't give you more, but it was fun. Thanks for having me on.
0: No, I, I, we'll keep on with more. And then uh, are are you going to race any of the, are you just going to do up north in the the Wyoming circuit? Or are you going to come down and do some of the RMRA?
3: Oh, well, me and my buddy have been talking. We're hopefully, I want to I wanna do the showdown series. I think that would be awesome. I'd like to just go hit those and see where I stand because it's, the circuit I ride, the A-class, is pretty small. And we get Randy Tamaris, which is hes pretty quick still. And I'm trying to think. Who else is up there? Preston Taylor showed up to Sydney for one. But, I mean, there's some fast dudes, but it's not – I wouldn't say. It's nothing like the Colorado circuit. So, I'd like to get up there and see where I run with those guys. There's only one way to get fast, and that's running with them guys.
0: Yeah, dude, I, I – I push it to do doing it too because we need a bigger pro class, and uh eventually I'm gonna to try to get up there too. and then uh yeah, just uh it'd be awesome to see you and then we're gonna be going we've committed to all the the showdown series as well. so if that kind of sways you too, um there's gonna be that dapper award and then uh we're doing the limbo competition um at Pueblo and then uh uh like a hard charger award too. So uh yeah if you if you go to any of the showdowns or if you want to commit to the full uh, the, like all the showdowns let me know and uh we'll, we'll get a pit together or something.
3: Right on, yeah man. That that'd be awesome. Right now that's that's what I'm looking at so that's over tri-state for sure. But what? yeah, I'll let you know cuz that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, dude, that'd be sweet. What's the the tri-state series like? I've never done that one.
3: Oh, it's fun. It's I enjoy it cuz it's super laid back. I mean, it's it's kind of a bummer with the quads I would say as far as track the track conditions go. You don't get a whole lot of lines and it's pretty dry, but it's fun and that's why I ride my bike. So get after my car accident, get back into racing, that was my main focus is just having fun. So now yeah. we're there and fast again and I feel good. So I just I'd like to get in bigger classes, get on bigger gate and get that get that real rush going, I guess.
0: Heck yeah, dude! That's been kind of the common theme too with some of the other previous interviews as well. It's just all all about having fun anymore. Um, that's what it's always yeah, been for yeah. me too. I've never had the the fierce. Well, I guess I have, and then I got super disappointed when I didn't uh, do good in the results or anything. I was expecting to do really well when I took it serious, and <laughs> you have to be good yeah. to, and take it serious and to
3: to do well. Well, yeah, and at a point, I mean, it's hard to have fun too, though, when you're not doing decent or where you expect to be in my opinion
0: yeah exactly i always
3: like to i like to be a friend or at least be trying be competitive
0: did you see in the the rmra series that they're going up to casper and uh some of the out-of-state stuff as well
3: yeah i did and that's that's cool i've been up to casper the tri-state series goes up there too that's just a super long trek for me i'd that place, if you're if you can get there, it's totally worth it. Boomtown is an awesome track in my opinion. I love that place.
0: Yeah, I've heard uh, really good positive reviews, but it like the distance isn't horrible or horrible or anything. But when you have three of the other races that are like five hours as well, um, and you start compiling all the the mileage together, it's gonna yeah. be a trek. But I'm definitely gonna try to. I'm gonna to try to carpool or or do whatever I can to get up to that one outside of the the showdowns.
3: Well, right, yeah. I mean, if if we're gonna hit the showdowns too, maybe we can talk about that and get hooked up for that. Cause that'd be awesome. Trips like that, the bigger the group, I feel like the cheaper it is and the funner it is. Oh yeah, and it's more enjoyable all the way around. So
0: yeah, and then the results yeah. ended up not be like mattering anyways. Um, I'm past yeah, all exactly. that too. anyways. I'm too all the
3: experience. <laughs> right yeah i'm not trying to make a pro plan out of this anymore right I, I yeah i just want to be as fast as i can be Have as much fun
0: exactly and then it's all the the personal goals the 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 fire the passion everything and why we we ride yeah
3: exactly exactly
0: well man i ain't got nothing else but thanks for coming on Um oh, yeah
3: thanks for having me man i appreciate it it's fun Good to I, talk to you. I haven't heard from you in a while, so it's good to chat
0: with you. I know. Anytime you come down south, let me know, and then I'll do the same if I come up north. I'm coming to Fort Collins uh, here tomorrow, but uh, um, any other time, dude, I'll start hitting you up. I know it's still far away from you, but, yeah, we need to hang out.
3: Yeah, We're always out here, but hopefully with the weather getting nice, I'll be up, up west a lot more on the weekend so we can go hit Thunder or IMI or something like that.
0: Absolutely, and then I'll be visiting a a wind farm up in South Dakota too, so whenever I travel back and forth, uh, I'll hit you guys up.
3: Yeah, right on, absolutely, man.
0: All right, buddy, well, you have a wonderful evening. Thank you again, and uh, I'll tag you in all the stuff.
3: Sounds good, thanks, Charlie.
0: Anytime, buddy. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Remember to subscribe, follow, and share this episode Uh, For all the the listeners out there so we can get some more followers and then get ready to interview for the showdown series coming up because we're going to be there. Remember that this sport may break our bones, but it will never break our souls.